Welcome everybody to Balls Don't Lie. On today's episode, we're talking about the Bears. They stink. It's sad. Where do we go from here? What do we do with the rest of our football season? We're going to talk about it after a short word from our sponsor. Welcome back, everybody, to Balls Don't Lie. I am your host, Regular Steven. Let's get all the mumbo-jumbo out of the way, okay? Follow us at Balls Don't Lie Pod on Twitter. That's Balls with a Z. And remember, please like, share, subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. On Spotify, you can leave voicemails and even donate to the show if you feel so inclined. With that being said, we're talking bears. It was a really frustrating Sunday against the Los Angeles Chargers. Very frustrating. Bears are kind of... Let's face it, they're they're kind of done. Statistically, no, they're not mathematically eliminated from playoff contention, but with the Packers still with just the one loss, you got the Vikings at 6-2. Now the Bears are last place in the division at 3-4. Moving forward, it's hard to see the Bears coming out of this, at least to the point that they're going to compete with those other two teams in the division or compete with some of the other teams from the other divisions. You've got the, the NFC West with the Rams, Seahawks, 49ers, all looking better than the Bears. Going to be hard to catch those teams with the way they look right now. With Trubisky, still looking like ass. Nagy's play calling, still looking confusing. We're still missing throws. We're still doing all the same things. Still not scoring points. Still not scoring points. It's hard to see them coming out of that. So that puts us in a different position right now for the season than we thought that we were going to be in heading into it. Bears are one of the hot picks. I picked them to win the Super Bowl. Hell. But it wasn't just me. It wasn't just me. One of the hot takes, Bears were, were a sexy Super Bowl pick. If not to win it, just to get there. You had the best defense in the league. You returned almost everybody. You had your quarterback heading into the second year of this system under Matt Nagy. Everybody thought it was going to improve. Well, it hasn't. It absolutely hasn't. And so here we are after losing three in a row. Raiders, Saints, Chargers. In a position where we have to decide where we're going from here. The Bears front office has to decide where they're going from here. What is this season going to be? Are you still playing it out, trying to get to the playoffs? Of course, you're going to. You're not mathematically eliminated. Last year, the Dallas Cowboys started 3-5. and five. They were able to make the playoffs with 10 wins. So you're not out of it. But like I said last week, our 3-3 three and three felt a lot more like 2-4. and four. Now it feels more like two and five than it is three and four. The frustrating thing, all the Bears, if you look at all the Bears games they've played, all seven games, if they could have mustered just 18 points in each one of their seven games, they'd be five and two. Just 18 points. They'd be five and two. 18 points is not a lot to ask for, guys. I'm not going to come at you with a bunch of statistics. I don't think it matters at this point. 
We're just looking with our eyes. We can see that Trubisky is not the same that he was last year, even. He's not good. He can't handle the offense. He can't do a run-pass option. He always makes the wrong decision in that. He's not hitting open receivers. He is throwing interceptions and fumbling the ball. I'm not going to go crazy about that fumble because it was just kind of a weird play. Ball gets knocked out of his hands. That does happen. That's not as bad as, you know, that doesn't say anything about his quarterback acumen as far as being able to, uh, you know, complete passes and lead you as a quarterback. It's, it just was mostly frustrating because it came after he missed Taylor Gabriel wide open and what would have been a touchdown where the score would have gone at the time we were up 16 to 10. The score would have gone to 23 to 10 with that completed pass. And you put the game away in the fourth quarter. Instead, you missed that throw. And that came right after the previous drive throwing interception. So you come back next drive. You miss that throw. Very next play, you fumble the ball. Chargers go down score. And instead of it being 23-10, to 10, it's 17-16. 17-16. That's a big swing. First half, defense gives you the ball at the five-yard line. All you have to do is move five yards, score a touchdown. Dave Montgomery had been running the ball very well up to that point. He doesn't get one touch. Matter of fact, he's only on the field. They run three plays for zero yards. He's only on the field for one of those plays, and that was in pass protection. Why isn't he getting the ball right there? Why not? Confusing play calling. So four trips to the red zone, four trips inside the 10-yard line in the first half, and you come away with nine points. Eddie Pinero misses a field goal. Unacceptable on that short miss. Unacceptable. But that's not the real issue here. The real issue is you have to get the ball in the end zone when you get inside the 10-yard line at least two of those times. Let's say they do that. And let's say he makes both his field goals. Or we'll just say he made the one. That's 17 points in the first half. 17 points. They scored 16 in the game. You don't have to score a touchdown every time you get in there. But you can't come away with three field goals and four trips. Give me a break. Let's say you make the all four field goals. That's at least 12. You can't come away empty-handed there. You just can't. It's not acceptable. This offense is abysmal. It's absolutely horrible. I don't know what to say about it anymore. The one bright spot in this game to me was David Montgomery. Finally, they got the run game going. And the most frustrating thing about that was they did get the running game going. And it still didn't matter. They still couldn't score any points. It didn't affect their offense at all. It just left us all feeling like we wanted more. We were more confused. Okay, we got the running game going. All we were told is we got to get the running game going and everything will be better. It wasn't. And what it comes down to is quarterback play. Matt Nagy's getting criticized a lot for his play calling, and some of it I cannot defend, but some of it I have to just, in the back of my head, go, would he call these same types of plays if he had a quarterback that could throw the ball down the field? Would he? I I, I doubt it. A lot of this side-to-side passes, the screens, all these things, some of these short routes, all this stuff they're running, 
it feels like it's a product of he has no confidence in his quarterback to throw the ball down the field. And you can't blame him for that. You can't blame him for that. His quarterback doesn't have confidence in himself to throw the ball down the field because he doesn't do it. He doesn't do it with confidence. Trubisky did make some better throws in this game. But he made all the same throws that we've been lamenting over that he doesn't complete. And we're at the point that our quarterback is so bad that we're literally sitting here going, well, he did make some throws. Every quarterback makes throws. Every quarterback, there's no quarterbacks going out there at zero completions at the end of the game. That's how bad our quarterback is that we're just sitting here, our positive takeaways that he did complete some throws. That's embarrassing. They whiffed. What do you do? What do you do? Did Matt Nagy's play call have anything to do with Trubisky missing the wide open Taylor Gabriel on that play before he fumbled? No. No, it didn't. Quarterback has to make some throws. I would love to see. I'd like to hold off my judgment on Matt Nagy when they have a competent quarterback that you can get a better read on. That's what I'd like. I'd like to pass. I I, I don't want to pass judgment until I see him with a legitimate NFL quarterback. And Trubisky isn't. Going into this season, again, I feel like a broken record, but going into this season, all I said was, it's got to get better. He showed some flashes last year. It's got to get better moving forward. Second year in the system, third year overall. This dude stinks. I'm ready to say it. I'm fine saying it. I don't care if I'm wrong in my prediction, if that means I was wrong. It doesn't matter at this point. The reality is he's not good. He's not going to be good. It's Mark Sanchez, if that. Guy shows flashes when they have a dominant defense. League figures them out. Figures out exactly how to scheme against them, exactly what to take away. And with Trubisky, it's not that hard. He's not even reading the whole field. He gets stuck on one-third of it, can't get through any progressions. And sometimes the guy he's focusing in on, even when they're not open, he's trying to jam it in there. There's open people out there. He's not, he's just not doing it. He's not going to. Disappointing game, guys. Disappointing game. I said last week in the in the Bears Chargers preview show that if you win that game, no one's going to be sitting here going, "Ah, oh, we're back. We're feeling good. We're back." But you had to win that game to feel like you had a chance to be back. To have a chance to have the season that we were hoping to have. The season that we were told we were going to have. You had to win that game. You had to win that game. And they didn't do it. Eddie Pinero brings back memories of Cody Parkey missing field goals. 41-yarder. Nagy gets criticized for not running the ball, getting it closer. I get it, I guess. But come on. 41-yard field goal. That's not a hard kick. It's just not. But it's not even on Pinero. He missed two kicks. He's been good all year. If not for him, our record is literally 2-5 and because he made the game winner against Denver. He's been one of our best offensive options. 
as far as putting points on the board. I'm not going to put that game on him. Should never have been in that position to be kicking that ball. If the offense was competent, if the offense could score more than 16 points, that game's never in question. The defense did what they needed to do, held the team to 17 points at home, and your offense, again, falls flat on its face. They dominated in every statistical category. Total yards, total passing yards, total rushing yards, time of possession, first downs, penalties. They dominated that game in every way you can except for the scoreboard, which is obviously the statistical category that matters the most, total points. And they can't put up more than 16. Not much more you can say about it. They have to figure out where they go from here. I'm going to take a quick break, and then I want to talk about where do they go from here? What do you want them to do? There's a couple different options, a couple different ways they can go with this. I'm going to highlight a couple of those and get you out of here. So come back after the break. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Balls Don't Lie. So where do the Bears go from here? We got nine games left this season. Playoffs are still in play, albeit unlikely, but still possible. Nagy's already said they're sticking with Trubisky, which leads me to what are the options? We have the option that they're going with, which is sticking with Trubisky. We have benching Trubisky and going to Chase Daniel. We have trading for a quarterback uh, to come in and maybe compete for the job right now. We have trading away other players, key players, try to maybe regain some, some draft capital for this upcoming draft so that they can maybe draft a quarterback or something. Those are the options. The way I see it. I mean, it's just cut and dry. The one they're going with, I think, is the one you have to stick with for now, which is playing Trubisky, let him ride it out. You know, they said they, they saw some things that were much better in that game from Trubisky, and I agree. There were improvements, but again, it was only improvements to a level of what you would expect from a starting quarterback, which is completing some passes. I mean, come on. Completing some passes. That, that That's what the improvement was, was. Was he completed some passes down the field. He made some decent throws. So we're talking about a very low level of what they've determined to be an improvement. Which is basically just to getting to the point where it's serviceable. The guy can't read a defense. Those things aren't getting better right now. His footwork's still bad. Can't read the RPO. They have to adjust the offense. If the guy can't do the RPO, you can't keep calling it. If he keeps making the wrong decision, stop calling the damn play. How many weeks do we go until we go to Chase Daniel? Once you're out of the playoff picture completely, then I think it's pointless to go to Chase Daniel. We have to do that now or in the next couple weeks. But that doesn't seem like a likely option because in the next couple of weeks, if you're winning games, that means you were winning games with Trubisky as the quarterback. You're not going to switch to Chase Daniel after that. 
So it seems like going to Chase Daniel as the starter for the rest of the season is probably out the window. Okay. So then that gets us to, would you like the Bears to trade for a quarterback? Some of the guys out there include, you know, Marcus Mariota maybe, uh, Josh Rosen, even even maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick in Miami. I'm sure they'd be willing to trade either one of those guys. They're 0-7 now. Who are some other guys? Anybody worth noting? Anybody that they could get that would be substantial seems unlikely because they don't have the draft capital to move to be able to get somebody that's actually good. And then once you do that anyways, you're still having a guy that has to learn the offense. And does it really matter? You're still going to lose some games with the new guy. It's not going to be anything game-changing. The only reason I would like for them to maybe trade for a quarterback, no matter who it is, is I'm just tired of watching Trubisky. Just tired of watching him. But they did use the second overall pick on him. You got to figure in their minds that they have to let him play this out. Really, that way at the end of the season, there's no question marks. There's no, well, I didn't get enough time. I didn't get enough time to come back from the injury. I didn't get enough time to, to prove myself. You'd give him basically three seasons, uh, you know, as far as body of work, to go off of and say, we know for sure that's not the guy because we watched him for three years. You bench him now. You leave some questions. You kind of, you may as well see what you see what you got. They know what they have, but they, you almost just have to kind of see, well, will it turn itself around? Will he turn it around? Even though everybody knows the answer is no, or probably no, or he may get better, but still not to the point that, again, getting better for him is just becoming serviceable. He hasn't been serviceable. He hasn't been average. So getting better just gets him back to average, maybe. So you're still talking about a real low ceiling there. So you kind of got to feel like no matter what you see from him, it's just it's looking very evident that he's not going to be the quarterback of the Bears next year. So now that gets us to the fourth option, which has nothing to do with Trubisky, but maybe everything to do with him at the same time, where do you start trading some guys that are valuable? If you're not going to win this year, there are some guys that are not going to be under contract for next season. Danny Trevathan. I think Taylor Gabriel might be one of those guys. Do you try to move some of those type of guys? Maybe have some value. Maybe get some draft picks back. Maybe regain some of those picks that you gave away for Khalil Mack. Maybe so that you can draft a quarterback next year. You got to figure in free agency they're going after a quarterback. Because with this defense, you can't be looking at a guy that you're drafting. So I think what you do is you position yourself. You're scouting all the quarterbacks in college. You're figuring out where you can get, which, you know, which round you can get some of these guys in possibly. And you're trying to stack up draft picks to give yourself a chance to draft a quarterback that will sit behind whoever they sign in free agency. We've heard all the scuttlebutt about Tom Brady, but there's going to be other guys too. There'll be some other guys. Maybe you can, you know, trade for a Nick Foles. Maybe those type of guys. Mariota's going to be a free agent. He might fit better in this system. Mariota hasn't been very good in Tennessee, but I can tell you he's better than Trubisky. 
and he might fit this system better. He'd be back with Mark Helfrich, who was our offensive coordinator, who was the coach at Oregon with Mariota. It's hard to say. Would it be better? I don't know. There's no way to know. Sometimes a fresh start can be good. It's not like Mariota's been surrounded by a plethora of offensive talent down in Tennessee either. So maybe you don't have the best read on that. But that might be an option for them. But then you're just drafting somebody, and you can't miss. You can't miss. This is the job. Ryan Pace, if he gets another shot, that'll be it. Matt Nagy didn't draft Trubisky, so I got to feel like he's safe. He's going to get a chance to work with the quarterback that he's going to be picking, or maybe two of them, being a free agent and a draft pick. I think that's where you got to go. I think you just have to ride out this season as painful as it is. We have to accept that this team is not going to achieve what we thought. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. That's very unlikely. And I think we just have to be okay with that and accept it. It's sad. It's frustrating. Once you move past the anger, now you're evaluating the team. Now you're back to square one. Now you're evaluating. Seeing what you got. And once they do that, maybe we can turn this thing around. The defense is still going to be mostly intact for next season. So I think there's some excitement in that, even though it's frustrating. You obviously hope, you know, I think most of the frustration doesn't come with just missing on Trubisky. It comes with missing on quarterbacks for the entire history of this organization. Missing on Cutler. You know, he traded for Cutler and he, you know, he was Jay Cutler. Most teams knew that, except for us. But as far as talent goes, Cutler's been the best quarterback that the Bears have had in my life. Just as, you know, on talent alone, not performance necessarily. I mean, he does hold many of the records for the Bears, but some of that is due in part to how long he was with the Bears. You know, he's able to have enough time to put up some of those numbers. I don't think Trubisky's going to get that time. The city's angry. They know they made a mistake. Now it's time to move on. I'm very interested to see how they move on. I heard some rumors that maybe a Taylor Gabriel for C.J. Beathard trade could be happening with the 49ers. Get a young quarterback. I've heard a lot of people frustrated with the idea of that because, of course, it's not the name that you were hoping for, but it is another quarterback. He's been successful in in this league. He's had some success in his time when Garoppolo went down last year. Showed some glimpses. Hell, I'll take a quarterback that can just get through his reads at this point. I'll take a quarterback that will throw the ball downfield at this point. Trubisky's not doing it. I'll take anything. If they trade for that guy right now and he can come in and play, fuck it. Give it to us. I know people are tired of watching Trubisky. I know Beathard is not the name you're, you're hoping for. But like I said, any name that you're hoping for, they're not going to be able to acquire during this season. And if they did, it probably still wouldn't matter because of the time that it takes to learn this offense. It's just, it's just not happening this year. The positive results that we were wanting are not going to happen. Can they still win some games? Absolutely. That gets to another question. Would you rather they just lose games 
<laughs> Maybe get some better picks. I don't know. Or do you want to be frustrated by winning and coming oh so close? Do they go 8-8 eight and eight and you're just like sitting there pissed because you look back at some of these games they've lost and you go, man, they easily should be in the playoffs. I mean, obviously, I think what we're just all hoping is they find a way to turn it around. They, maybe they win the next nine games and they still go 12-4, and four, just like they did last year. Who knows? It's not likely, not the way it's going, but it is possible, I guess. I guess. So it's been a depressing three weeks for Bears fans. Reality's finally set in. Chargers kind of put the nail in the coffin. Not the final nail, just another nail. Still a way to break out of the coffin, but they uh, they got to start doing it. Got the Eagles this week. You go to Philadelphia. They're blowing home games now. You've lost to Green Bay, New Orleans, and the Chargers at home. Last year, they lost one home game. You got to protect home field. You got to win division games. Those are the keys to making the playoffs. Still have two games with the Lions, one game with the Vikings, and one game with the Packers. If you're able to sweep those, I'm not sure why they would be able to, but if you are, that puts you at seven wins right there. They still have a game with the Giants. There's eight. Who knows? It's not likely. My hopes are at zero. I've accepted what this season is. I've accepted what Trubisky is, and I've accepted what the future of this team is. But the fan in us every Sunday is going to be sitting there pulling for wins because we're fans. That's what we do. Just don't get your hopes up, folks. The Bears have a way of breaking our hearts. My whole life, the Bears have found a way. There's always some good seasons that are a lot of fun. But somehow they just find a way to break your heart in the end. Find a way to break your heart. Later this week, I'll have a preview of the Eagles game. It's a scary game. They just whomped all over the, the Buffalo Bills, which, not surprising, the Buffalo Bills are a pretty weak 5-2. and two. But the Eagles are 4-4, four and four, playing well as of, last, as of last week. It's a week-to-week league. Last week, they were playing well. We haven't played well in three weeks. Doesn't make you feel good going at Philly. But we'll break it down more this week. try to maybe gain some excitement if if it's at all possible I doubt it <laughs> I doubt it but we'll see we'll see at least we have David Montgomery at least we have Khalil Mack even though he's not getting the quarterback at least we still got that defense 17 points pretty good offense just has to do its part remember everybody like share subscribe interact with the show at balls don't lie pod on Twitter That's balls with a Z. This has been Balls Don't Lie. Where the balls bounce, roll, and fly. But they damn sure don't lie. Till next time. Later, dudes.